Welcome back to Building a Fighter. My name is Dr. Austin Shane, sports chiropractor in Scottsdale, Arizona. With me, as always, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado, Alex Friedman. Today, we are going to be talking about our five or top five fitness, strength and conditioning, healthcare, uh, whatever it may be, influencers or thought leaders in the sport. So we're talking about our top five healthcare, strength and conditioning, dietetics, and just sports science leaders in the sport of MMA and how they've contributed to the sport on social media, as well as just disseminating knowledge. So Alex, who's our first? Who's our number one? I mean, I think it's a, I don't know, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty much a given that the UFC Performance Institute is one of our biggest resources, right? That's, they become a staple in the MMA landscape, forwarding the sport, forwarding the training, the support for the sport. Um, I mean, you just look at the um, cross-sectional analysis of the UFC athlete volume two that they released. And it's like, it's a whole encompassing textbook that talks about how to train, how to support, how to develop MMA athletes. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty much a given is the performance Institute. And I mean, anybody and anybody from there, right. That's worked there. We've had a couple of people on our podcast, which, uh, Again, the, the church is not uh, the building. The church is the people, right? So, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, again, my experience there, Bo Sandoval, who is one of the most forward-thinking guys in the MMA landscaping, um, Dr. Tara Giroux, who was on the podcast, Heather Linden, um, Clint Wattenberg, like uh, Charles – oh, man, I'm going to blank on his last name. Um, Charles Stuhl. Still? Yeah, the angry dietitian, if you will. Um, all of those guys, like even their assistant training coach, Matt – Crawley and Kyle Larimer, like they're all entrenched in the sport. And part of their mission is to, you're just leaving out the man that's coming on the podcast next. What are we doing? (laughs) Bobby, Bobby G, Bobby G. Um, But yeah, I mean like everywhere is entrenched and like part of the whole mission is to forward the sport of MMA. Like, uh, again, I've said it before, but I look at like building a fighter is like our version of doing what the PI is doing. Right. So um, that's pretty much a given. Well, yeah. What I love about the PI and what I love about all of all the people around the PI is their willingness to disseminate information, which is why we're talking about them, but also their willingness to help. Because a lot of the times, like I, I, you, anybody listening, you could email any single one of them and they'll get back to you. And that's the coolest part because they they want to help young aspiring professionals in any discipline that want to help MMA fighters and want to help combat athletes because they've, I feel like not, not a lot of them have come from combat sports. So they don't know how, I guess, like shittily we are treated as athletes comparatively <laughs> to like bigger sport athletes. But then I feel like they, when they, when they got there, everybody dipped their toes in the water and then got pulled under and they got to see what the actual standard of care is for combat athletes. And I feel like, like how it's our mission, our mission with building a fighter is to raise the standard of care for all combat sports and combat sports athletes. Cause we're sick of every, all of them being treated like second class sports. Realistically, it's, it's a real sport. They're real people that are doing them. Let's treat them with the respect they deserve for the hard, hardworking, badass athletes they are. And I feel like every single person at that place has that goal in mind as well. And I think that to me is why I think that I know that they're such a good resource because what they're doing doesn't have ulterior motives. Either. It's yeah. not like they're getting paid more for doing the book. They probably don't get in. I don't know. I have no idea, but they probably don't get paid at all to do the books and hand out that free resource. 
that's just a part of the gig because no. they just want to be able to help as many people as possible. Not at all. I mean, and again, speaking of like firsthand experiences when I had my internship there, like um, straight away, we had a NSCA National Strength and Conditioning Association conference at the PI and uh, Roman Foman, the exercise, the head exercise scientist there was given a presentation of the mission of the PI, the data that we're collecting, how we're using this actually the science realm to forward the sport. And right. He gave this whole presentation and, you know, one of the strength and conditioning coaches in the back and not to knock on, you know, personal trainers, strength and conditioning coaches. I get it. Everybody's trying to make a living and trying to, you know, forward their brand and their businessmen, businesswoman. But like, so what's the angle? Are you going to sell this product? Like, how are you going to monetize this? And we had a, the, the president there, um, vice president of athlete relations, everything else, Duncan French, who's like the head guy. He's like, we're not trying to monetize it, man. And we're trying to uh, spread wealth of knowledge and continue to forward the sport and give away all of this knowledge for free. That's why they're doing it, to give away this knowledge and to enhance the sport. So again, they're not turning profit off the book. They're not trying to sell programs and not trying to do any of that. Their literally goal is to forward the sport of MMA and grow the sport. That's how the UFC will get bigger. That's how they'll have less people getting injured and canceling fights. That's how they'll have more people making weight. That's how they'll continue to elevate MMA into, like you said, that A-list, that category of professional sport, which it should already be, be, be being sure. tre- treated like. For sure. And talking about like specifics of the book that the most recent cross-sectional analysis, I feel like now that the new ones come out, we forget about the other one. That's like 50 pages of pure gold. Yeah, like right. that, that alone has allowed me to create some of what I do in my clinic and, and what I look for without them giving out tests and all these things that the first one didn't really have out there for healthcare. Yeah. Just some of the stats in there have allowed me to make my own diagnostics that I can use in my own clinic, which are cool. And so from there, that first edition still worth a read. The new one's great, but the first one, you never, never remember, or you never forget your first. <laughs> <laughs> and that book to me had a lot of gold uh, sayings and a lot of, a lot of gold in the pages. Then the new one is 487 pages of more gold. Again, they just built on it. Like instead of talking about, here's the data, here's what we could extrapolate and understand. It's like, let's do a chapter on how we got this data and how we built this up and what you should do as an intervention. Again, they just built upon it. Well, and, and there's chapters that are specifically tailored to different, uh, I guess we would say uh, specifically tailored to different types of problems, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's your in camp, out of camp, fight camp, prep, all these different like headings. And then underneath it, like there's an entire chapter, I think it's like a seven page chapter on just mitigating hypertrophy for the combat athlete that Bo and Duncan wrote. And it's, it's awesome. Fantastic information with them. There's an entire six page chapter on performance breathing, which everybody that listens to this knows that I love that shit. Yes. That shit was fire. <laughs> and my friend Tara wrote it, which makes it even cooler. But uh, like there's all of these different situational, that's the word I was looking for, situational, all these different situational chapters that can help you in your day-to-day life. And it's just a quick reference guide. Like I almost use it like in my mind, I've already read through the whole thing, but I see this in the future being almost like an encyclopedia where I have to go to it just for a quick reference and then mm-hmm. I can put it away. Well, it's and not- I think the next thing too is like perspective, right? Yep. Because like you said, there's different situationals, but like there's also like... As a strength and conditioning coach, I, I hugely enjoyed the, like the, um, I forget the title, title of the chapter, but the like uh, physical therapy breakdown of where the injuries are most common in the UFC, right? Like that is just 
information for me to see from a different lens. And like it, again, one of the missions of building fighters, like bringing a performance team together around each camp. So like, if you can see into the physical therapist's eyes, you can see into the chiropractor's eyes, you can see into the dietitian's eyes, like it gives you a perspective of the whole sport and what's going on in preparation rather than, you know, if I've been a football strength and conditioning coach and then I get a fighter, it's like, what is going on? Like, should I prepare them like a football player? Like you have literally at your hands a free resource to get vision into that world. Oh, fuck it, bro. Heavy five by fives. Mm -hmm. All day. (laughs) (laughs) What's number two? Number two is fight camp conditioning. Um, My boy, Corey Beasley. Austin's friends. Yeah. Uh, Corey Beasley is super cool. Super cool, dude. Um, I reached out to him right when I was starting Warrior Sports Wellness. Um, and he actually gave me a lot of, he gave me some good at first of all, he answered, he answered my message and set up an entire, I think we talked on the phone 40 minutes. Like it was a pretty long phone call mm-hmm. that he just scheduled on his day for somebody he never met or heard of before. So that makes him like very valuable in the first place that he'd do that for any. Well, I think that's a principle of successful people period. Right. Right. He's willing, he's willing to help, but Mm -hmm. he was a super cool guy. And the content he puts out is killer. This guy, the way that, the way that if you don't know fight camp conditioning, please go follow it, follow it on everything, go to their website. It's fantastic resource Mm -hmm. um, where it is a, think about it like a conglomeration Instagram page where he puts up drills, exercises, uh, uh, infographics, whatever it may be that he thinks are beneficial for MMA coaches or Mm -hmm. uh, MMA fighters different coaches in general. And then on top of that, the website even takes it a step further where he has different top coaches in the areas programs on there. Um, talking about like they have their, their, there's a Brett Bartholomew program, coach bots. Uh, I think she's a strength coach that works with a lot of female wrestlers. Wrestling, yeah. Um, and there's like Phil Derue's stuff. He has all these different programs laid out there that it, it would be worth a look at. And on top of all that, they have a great, content hub like we call ours a free content hub i think he calls his just i don't know if it's a blog or a post page or something like that but he's got a post page where he has different contributors writing new articles and new articles so it's it's a great content resource that can help you elevate your healthcare can help you elevate your strength and conditioning it, it's one of those things that i've learned a lot from this page and i'd love to share yeah for sure and i think like you nailed on the head like the biggest benefit i've gotten from fan camp conditioning is that it localizes a lot of good content right he steals yeah. not steals whatever he, he reposts and shares from a ton of different resources whether it's specialized in boxing strength and conditioning mma like he just has good stuff all local to one page. And now you can, you can trust that information and see it on his page rather than try and follow 17 different people and, and sift your way through all their content, right? You can know that you're going to get good stuff there and it's all spread out. Um, I do see it skewing a little more towards strength conditioning a lot of the time, which I, I love It's not a problem, but uh, that's where I see a lot of his content going. And I think, again, that's a great resource to see that stuff there. Shout out to Corey. Uh, I'll do some healthcare stuff for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, isn't he supposed to be coming on the podcast? You, you talked you talked about that a while ago. I but. did. I did. I talked to him about it. Uh, we're setting up time right now, probably within the next month. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. We're uh, for sure. We're liking having the guests on. Um, that's something I Fuck guess yeah. that you guys as listeners can help us out on. Are, are we liking the uh, the guest features? I mean, we love them. We like to discuss break up the and... monotony of our own voices. <laughs> right, right. Get out of Austin's <laughs> the, head. <laughs> the droning on of my words. 
right? But the perspectives help the uh, the ideas, and and I think we've had some top quality guests for sure. Like like I think we said next week is uh, Bo Sandoval, right? Some of the, one of the guys we just shouted yeah. out from the PI. So yeah, yeah. next supposed to be Bo. We got Bobby coming on. Got some other unnamed guests. We can't announce them yet because they're so high profile. <laughs> Good job, Austin. You're you're a marketing genius. I know. I'm the best. <laughs> Who's number three? Stop talking shit. The fight dietitian. Um, I don't think we have any connections to the fight dietitian. I just know that he puts a lot of good content out there. Um, he works with most of the city kickboxing guys. Uh, the, I know he's Australian. His name is Jordan Sullivan. Um, that was my attempt at an Australian accent, by the way. That was awful. Oh, fuck. Stop doing that. Um, but no, he, he works with all the city kickboxing guys. He puts up some great content on his page, um, helps guys through weight cuts, and um, gets them performing the best. One of the things that me and Austin were both talking about earlier, and I'm struggling to find it on his page, but he put out a grid system straight of weight classes, good check-in weights to be week of, um, your fight competition and things like that. So again, just good resources all around. Um, now that I'm on his page, I see that he has a, uh, he has a pretty high profile podcast as well. So Damn. That's somebody we can shoot the shit with. Fuck yeah. Um, no, I, I really like his page as well. Uh, I think he has for somebody that isn't extremely well-versed with sports dietetics. Um, as I've said, when Christina's on, I know enough to be dangerous most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, his, his content is stuff that helps me sift through the waters really well, where if something is bullshit, it's probably on his page to where he said it was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it, if there's something that I have a question about for the most part, he's got enough content on there that if I sift through the content, I'll be able to find my answers pretty quick. Um, so it's a good quick reference guide for nutrition, dietetics, weight cutting tips, tricks, and information. For sure. Um, I was also sending on there like uh, like Alex Volkanovsky is uh, one of his guys. Did you know that Alexander Volkanovsky is quite the uh, chef? Yeah. Have you seen that? I heard that. I, I haven't seen it, but I heard him talking on Rogan when him and uh, Craig Jones were on there, which fire podcast, by the way. Yeah. I saw um, a lot of it. I guess I saw it probably through the Five Dietitians page, um, but I saw it on YouTube that uh, Volko was cooking stuff going through like a YouTube um, DIY or whatever um, episode. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. Damn. To More than just stuff. barbecue. I guess. I don't know. The Bobby. I tried. I tried again. Was that even Bobby? better? It's the Bobby dude. It's, they don't say Barbie. They say Barbie. <laughs> Barbie. I don't, stop. <laughs> You're making us both look bad. This is, this is not the direction you should be. That's what I am best at. All right, Austin, um, your boy, your foundational conditioning guy. Um, we JJ love and love to hate go off. Talk about um, what Joel Jameson has done for the uh, MMA conditioning world. First off, I will start by saying, I think Joel Jameson has done a fuck ton for the strength conditioning world for specifically for MMA. Mm-hmm. So he, he came out with the reference, uh, the fight camp conditioning. I use the, I, I referenced that book. Like I said, in the future, I'll probably reference the PIs book. Not I use that. Camp. You said fight camp conditioning. Oh, fuck. Ultimate MMA uh, condition. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Con- <laughs> confusing it with the prior. That's yeah. Right. So He's ultimate- only coming off a 14 hour day, guys. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Brain's a little fried. Uh, <laughs> uh, ultimate MMA conditioning. I use that a lot. It's, it is on my bookshelf. It's one of, I think, four books that I keep on my bookshelf in yeah. my office because I reference it all the time. 
Yeah. Um, if, if I have a loss and one of my guys looks like he wasn't well conditioned, I look back at that book to see what did I fuck up and see if it correlates with what I'm doing. Um, if, if I'm looking, if I'm having a, almost like a writer's block with programs, I'll look at that book and see if there's any new, new things that I could think about differently. Cause I like the book because it does lay out guidelines, but from what, at least my interpretation of reading it, it's, he, he doesn't make it seem like it's extremely rigid. They're not super rigid. They're not super rigid. Hey, it needs to stay this structure, no matter what, da, 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 da. For me personally, my interpretations, I think it blends pretty well to where you can freestyle a little bit within the pages. Yeah, he does a good job of navigating the gray area that is like energy system development. That is because, you know, for the longest time, we like we like our simple factual information, right? This is the aerobic yeah. system. And you when you're at this intensity, it's the aerobic system, whatever. But like, there's so much gray area. Every energy system's on all the time, blah, blah, blah. Like that all stuff. And he explains that really well. He explains it so well that... My, during my first sports performance internship at the University of Denver, I guess second, whatever. Um, but when I was there, they don't have wrestling as a sport. They're not MMA trainers. They're not strength and conditioning for MMA or anything. They had me read that book to understand energy systems and conditioning <laughs> for any sport. Right. So yep. his, I think it was like his second and third chapter. He just literally goes over like uh, circulatory, cardiovascular, and um, just different systems of the body and where we get our like energy physiology from. And he does such a good job outlining that, that that was our textbook. That was our reference for energy systems, period, for sports like lacrosse or hockey or soccer. Like that's where we sure. kind of ex- extrapolated it. But like, I mean, secret bonus for me is great for MMA and wrestling. Yeah. So um, so that actually provides some of the foundation for our free resource that pushed to a lot of people. For sure. And the cool thing about like what Alex is saying, the cool thing about this book is that I actually, when, when I have a fighter that's super interested in what I talk about, or if I like, I actually bought Santino a copy. Um, it's great for skill coaches or even fighters and athletes to learn about these different energy systems and about the uh, different aspects of conditioning, because while you don't need to know the, the minutia, of everything that's in there, he does a good job of explaining what the fuck is going on in your body. Because at the end of the day, you should know what's going on in your body when you're training, because it's going to give you a better understanding of what you're doing. If you have a better understanding of what you're doing, you're and you agree with where it's going, you're probably going to be more invested into what you're doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. You have to do that self-analysis and, and be aware of where you know, your strengths and your weaknesses are when you're going into a fight. But like you said, that'll just create more understanding of the process, more buy-in in the process, more um, athlete involvement into the process. So yeah, again, it's a good read for the fighters too. Like if anybody wants to, I mean, all of this stuff is great information for like the actual athletes yeah. that we're serving. Like that's, you're not discluded in this podcast because you're an athlete or this is just for the the practitioners out there, like the more that you as a fighter know about your own training and the more that you can um, navigate to good resources, the better, like that's, that's the number one skill that we need fighters to know is, is where are the good resources and good content and availability, not what looks cool on Instagram or what my buddy does, blah, blah, blah. hundred percent. And so the other thing that Alex was alluding to, which Mm -hmm. I'll that I don't, I personally don't think he did. Yeah, I mean, with you don't hold it bad against intentions. Guy, but it just yeah, happened. it's just it's it was misconstrued. I believe after he did it was he came up with the eight weeks out and also leaned into it when it became popular. So you can't fault him for leaning into the popularity of eight weeks out. And yeah. but that also 
that's what pays his bills. And I can't fault a man for helping people and paying his bills, even if I disagree. So what I mean by this is he, he kind of coined the term eight weeks out. That's his brand. And, but that's also because of is the mentality we would say for a lot of athletes in the MMA sport or the sport of MMA, right? Mm. We think the fight camp has to be eight weeks. That's a normal fight camp out of camp. Isn't a thing. Why would that be a thing? Mm-hmm. So they train for eight weeks straight and then they get time off until they sign their contract eight weeks, eight weeks away from their fight. And obviously that's a spectrum, right? But for the most part, this was a very, very popular way of thinking because of the impact that Joel Jameson had on the sport of MMA and the strength and conditioning side of, you know, and, and that's, Again, we had a whole pot where we, I don't, I don't know when it came out, maybe this week, but we have a whole podcast on out of camp strength and conditioning and why you need it, why you should utilize it. But I think that's slowly starting to change as more and more fighters make a living um, fighting. I think, again, that was part of the thing too, is like I train my eight week fight camp, do my fight, get paid. And then I need to go work another job or I need to go do something else because fighting doesn't pay the bills, even if I'm a professional. Right. So that mentality is slowly shifting into like a, uh, I mean, one of the things that I I mean, I've heard or that I I say is like a 52 week fight camp. Like you are an athlete year round. You should be training and conditioning year round again. And I think the more and more the sport evolves, the more and more people understand that and accept that. Um, But there is still that dogmatic mentality that like, eight weeks we got hard training for eight weeks we're gonna kill you so you're ready for the fight and it's like no why can't i just be ready and we use you know those eight weeks to sharpen the tools like we use every other eight weeks right so great resource um feeds into like you said a, a, a time a time period where things weren't as optimal but again good enough it's more good than bad good enough that we mentioned it on our top five list of influences yeah, he's he's that influential where there's a there's a nick against him there's a there's a mark against him and he's still yeah. top five. Well, what great person hasn't done something controversial or hasn't me <laughs> yeah you're right all the time okay. <laughs> which is a, a sin in its own right you know? yeah there we go hubris i don't know awesome that. don't worry about i it. never got baptized I don't, I don't i don't know these <laughs> sins i don't know what you mean all right Moving on again before we get too long. Um, and we're blowing through these, by the way. So perfect. Um, number five, an Instagram sensation, a um, physical therapist, as well as black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, known by the handle Dr. Kickass. And let me look up his actual real name. Mike Petrowski. Petrowski. I know it's I know it's Mike, but anyways, I'll talk about him when you while you look up his name. Yep, Mike Pierkarski. Yeah, Mike Pierkarski. So I came across Mike's page uh, probably about a year and a half ago, probably about right the time I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so about a year and a half ago, and he he does very very good breakdowns on biomechanics. Mm-hmm. He does sensational breakdowns specifically for the grapplers out there. He he does them on everything, but he himself is a jujitsu based athlete and a lot of his breakdowns based around jujitsu are, are killer. They, they're going over the joint biomechanics of a wrist lock, so to say, or talking about the mechanism of why a Kimura works. And it's the same thing we just talked about is, Hey, you should know what's going on in your body with athletes. It's also should be said that if you understand the, every aspect of what you're trying to do. So if you know the biomechanics of a Kimura and why it works, you're probably going to be better at it because you know the right angle to push. 
you know the way, the mechanism of locking the rotator cuff in place, um, and you know the mechanism of locking down that musculature. So he he has fantastic resources like that. On top of he typically does a, a breakdown of the biggest event that happened in the most recent mm. UFC. So something something that I really liked um, as a person that works a lot with concussions and loves working with concussions is he did a concussion based resource um, of breaking down on the most recent research. And it was based around, I don't remember which knockout it was. Um, Honestly, it was probably the fucking Francis and uh, (laughs) Overeem knockout. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Craziness. But it was, it was talking about the, what goes on with the concussion, um, how to, what are the first steps of a concussion? And then what are all the signs and symptoms and all these different things? And, and what the most recent research says, which is cool because you can tell because he puts the other thing that I love about Mike's work is that he puts the references that he uses underneath all of the posts that he uh, is trying to, we'll say, further information. So if he's trying to use resources and create like topical information based around fact, he will give the resources that he used for you to figure out, hey, is this legit or not legit? He's just displaying the fact almost like a good journalist does with a little bit of a spin but the rest of it is all fact. And I like yeah. that a lot because it, it it's hard it's hard to get that nowadays. You get a lot of opinion nowadays when it comes to MMA stuff. Yeah. No, um, he does a great job of breaking down like actual foundational information. Like um, like we like you said, you have this topical thing. Like he literally posts like about a submission the night of. I think yep. uh, one that happened the most recently uh, that I was kind of taken aback by like the immediacy of it was when um, Tony Ferguson was an arm bar versus mm-hmm. uh, Charles Oliveira. Like Tony Ferguson didn't tap and his fucking elbow hyper extended and went crazy. And then like literally like before the event had ended, he had a post up about what happens at the elbow joint during an arm bar and hyper extension and like why mm-hmm. some people can finish it. Um, but yeah, he takes the topical information and it makes it cool to understand the science behind it, the application of it. And um, again, it's super accessible is the, I think the right word that we're looking for. Like it's, it's easy to digest and it's accurate. There's another big thing of it. So talks a lot about preparation for jujitsu, um, what happens during submissions in jujitsu, um, and a lot of the most recent UFC events. So yeah. a good follow and, and a good reason. Well, and and on top of all that, he is he is a uh, what is it functional range guy. He's gone mm-hmm. all the way I through their whole their kin whole stretch, uh, yeah. yeah kin stretch program. So it's one of those things that he also outside of his breakdowns, he adds in his flair of mobility drills. He adds in different different ways you can mobilize yourself for jujitsu. And I think if I remember looking at his page, he also does like workshops if you are that he tries to help with your joint mobility and he'll do a workshop for your whole like jujitsu class. So something to look into if you're in Cali, Northern Cali. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like, I mean, that's a principle that anybody can take for jujitsu is like proper joint preparation. For sure. But so these are our, personally, I think our top five, that's what we boiled it down to. We had some heated debates before this, where we were trying to include (laughs) some people and not include some people. So some honorable mentions to throw out there. Sure. Phil DeRue, great (laughs) great follow. He hesitated. No, he's a great follow. He's got great resources. I like him because he's also a little bit broy, and I tend to be on the broier side. Um, another good one. Alex is, I guess, technically boss now. Lauren Landau. Yeah. Uh, he he has some fantastic resources out there for MMA in in particular. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. 
there's a reason why he dominates the his facilities dominate the MMA game in the city that he's out of Denver. They yeah. they basically work with all the big fighters in the area. Um, who am I missing? Those were the two that I remembered. Um, we debated on. I can't remember Myself, anymore. Myself, but that's fine. Yeah, Austin wanted to put Warrior Sports Wellness up there. Um, I got shot down. I wanted it number two. Well, let's put know. building a fighter on there before we put Warrior Sports Wellness on there. Nah, bro, it's about me. It's an awesome show. I forget. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, but there there are a bunch of people out there that we can that we can bring up, I and mean, as as well as we could also break up the PI if we wanted to and break it down person by person because all of them, like you said, have had such a huge influence. But these are who we think. If you if you really need to boil it down to five, these are probably the best five follows out there, as far as on Instagram, um, as well as their personal resources, whether it be their website, YouTube page, uh, etc. So give them a follow, give them a shout. Make sure you are trying to tune in to everything they do because that's going to boost what you do when you learn from them. This is Building a Fighter. Please like, share, subscribe. Do all the cool stuff that allows us to talk to your friends because we want to be talking to your friends in their ears. Just just when they're mowing the lawn. We just want them to be listening to us, nobody else. Uh, please like, share. Make sure that you are reviewing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we greatly appreciate that. That boosts our SEO. Um, and if you have any questions, please shoot them to our email. Uh, they're both in the show notes, as well as you can go to the buildingafighter.com website. That has a lot of free resources there that your question might already be answered. Because typically, that's why we write our blog posts, because people ask questions about it. So it might be already answered. You can check it out there, as well as we have videos of different exercise tutorials and our most recent podcasts. Um, and then... Last thing, we have our programs that are up. We have custom team programs. If you want to get your team going, say you have an MMA gym, you have a gym in the back, but you don't have enough money to have a strength coach there. Boom. We can write up a program for your team to try to help you all out. As well as we are working with different colleges that may not have a on-site strength and conditioning coach. We That's something that we're trying to get into helping out college wrestling that might not be able to uh, have that on-site coach there, but we can still provide high quality programming if you have facilities. So something to consider moving forward if you are in that situation. But this is Dr. Austin Shane, Alex Rubin, and we are out. Out.